and welcome to Voice Notes, everyday conversation between two businesswomen, one Scottish, that's Claire Kelly, one Northern Irish, that's me, Ali Hart, communicating to you about the things that matter. So serious, wasn't I? Very serious, that. you did nail, nail that. that. A little bit hesitant to start with, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I loved it, I loved it. How are you today, Ali? Yeah, I am good, thank you. It is pouring rain here, what about you? It's beautiful sunshine here, actually. Ugh, stop it. I know, sorry. Oh, she actually has. If anybody could see this, if this was on her YouTube channel, she just put her face in the sunlight there for a second. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just watching the fake tan fade from my face. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking a bit of a heavy one, maybe a bit of a big one. And we're talking about legacy mm. and what that means to, to both of us. Now, legacy... Like if you if you Google the definition of legacy, I'll just pull it up. Which is one of our favorite things to do, Wikipedia, yeah. Google. And the first hit, <laughs> if it suits what we're talking about, that'll do. So what is a person's legacy? A legacy is a story of someone's life, the things they did, places they went, goals they accomplished, their failures, and more. Legacy is something that a person leaves behind to be remembered by and pathways to guide people into the certainly coronavirus um has really put a lot of like perspective on the, any of our like most of our lives and mm-hmm. um, obviously key workers frontline staff thank you for everything you do still plugging away and pushing away pretty much as normal except obviously their kids mm-hmm. um are in and out different schools to accommodate them so they can keep going but um for many of us who are at home it's maybe not necessarily legacy but certainly like what am I doing? Like, what do I want to go back to the way it was? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me in a business point of view, I would talk to my, um, my own podcast, how to build a creative business in a noisy world. Sorry, I forgot that there. <laughs> um, like I would talk about what is it you want people to say in a coffee shop about you, you know, and that really starts to come to light whenever you're thinking I can't be out running workshops maybe people are still like for me people building businesses like the market stage or you know what what is it that you bring to the table I suppose Mm -hmm. I never really thought about legacy or about what I would leave behind until and I've wanged on to Ali about this enough um until I I love it I I feel I need to know about it again yes you do so you you do I'll tell you this um (laughs) since I, I listened to the musical Hamilton on Spotify as before I'd seen it. I think I must have listened to it about 50, 60 times before I even was able to get to London and see it. And those of you who know Hamilton will be listening now and will go, oh my God, yes. Or the, of course, now that is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who don't know about Hamilton, it's the life story of Alexander Hamilton, who was one of the founding fathers of America. He was, um, he just got himself up from nothing became George Washington's right-hand man and was like involved in all of these things but he was obsessed the whole time with leaving a legacy and I suppose that came you know he had a bad background and he just wanted to leave something behind but he was so driven by what he was known for and what he was going to be in the future and what he would leave for his um for his family just I guess under his name Mm -hmm. that he was obsessed with how he went and one of the my favorite lines from the show is who lives who dies who tells your story and that really that. hit me when I heard that because I was like, oh, shit, that's so true. Because mm-hmm. you just, what is said about us after we're gone, which I know is quite a heavy and morbid thought. But if you're thinking about your mortality, you think, well, what am I leaving for other people to know of me? Um, that, and that really, when I heard that mm-hmm. line, I was like, yeah. 
okay, like what, what am I, what, what am I actually doing? And what is the, what do I want to have been seen to have done with my life? Yeah. And we're even spoken about how it's like this, this podcast isn't us putting out there all our, what is it? Nailing to the mast or, oh, yeah. um, our legacy, but certainly for now, and I think it's okay for us to evolve and to change, mm. but, um, uh, I, just as you're talking there, I was thinking about, um, I know a lot of things stem back to my dad, which you're probably, and you're, what is it that you talk about? I'm always wanging on. That's what you like to think about yourself, but you don't wang on. Um, but I feel like dad just is such a big part of me. So my mom, um, who's been clearing out like a mad woman, always has these things. So she left this little parcel for me. And it was my dad's references for him going to join the police in wow. like 19... It must have been like he went from me was like 18 and it was just these like type the typewriter ones and there was handwritten ones and it was um i don't know necessarily if it's a legacy but uh there's that other i sort of tied that with the quote of you know the good die young you know my they always said about my uncle or my my uncle also died very young but um that thing of uh we only know the good things they were talking about the failures as well but then i have a light above my um, kitchen and it was he owned a petrol station and obviously I didn't get to ask him about like that but obviously that didn't work out and they you know they sold that um, and then he became a mechanic full-time so yeah I suppose your failures whenever you're reading there the, the google thing and um, what would you and then also think about my granny so my, my blog's called darlingedna.com and um, I wanted it to be like me writing a letter to her because she well, after dad that she was like sort of my replacement she's my very familiar granny with just name and my but she was the most resourceful woman that i know and mm. um, could like feed you know 40 people with one chicken like a little house lived in and had tin roof over the, the the toilet was outside like that was our grannies you know it was yeah. pure country pig farmer um and so just when you're talking about that it's like i and she never complained um, was loyal you know is that you know when you start to look through that like is that what I want do you have any idea what you would like I don't know I think I think I would love people to like when I'm when I'm dead and gone again cheerful topic why am I so dark um I think I so want much people... sunlight on your face I'm not bitter at all I know. <laughs> I'm the one, <laughs> um, I'm the one striving think... for the light over here <laughs> I think yeah you've been on enough holidays recently Alex. <laughs> I think I'd want people to remember me as kind and funny. Mm. I think because they're the most important things to me and people like yeah. I want, I love kind people and I love funny, like people who make me laugh. That just, my heart just fills with joy. Like laughter is, it's my favorite thing. And it is. No, like, I, you're not mentioning there as well about, um, so like charity would be like a big thing for, I think it's a very natural side of both of us. So yeah. I know it's not necessarily legacy, linked well it is it is legacy linked yeah. but can you tell us a little bit about the mnd like how that because that's a huge that's why i first got to know you mm -hmm. so for those who've listened to the podcast for a while will know about the 12 and 12 and certainly i've alluded to some of the things i've done but um i lost a family member to motor neuron disease uh, it would be four years ago coming up and uh as a result of that and since this diagnosis I worked really hard to raise funds for uh, MND and I did a lot of marathons and awareness raising and talks and, and things like that. And yeah, I suppose that probably is part of my legacy. And I suppose that falls into the category of things that the legacy that we leave behind that we don't 
know we're leaving behind yeah. like it's that how we're viewed by other people because somewhat awkwardly sometimes I'm known as oh that's Claire 12 and 12 or that's a 12 and 12 girl I've run marathons and I've had people go it's 12 and 12 and I'm like oh yeah like and I'm like that's not my name but you know and you're recognized as something that's not you and I suppose that going back to the Hamilton quote like who lives who dies who tells your story it's the people mm -hmm. that see you from another side well, just to follow on from that, um, I am not swimming right now, but I do my master's swim on a Thursday night and um, I was swimming and this guy, he's a really good runner, a really good cyclist, swimming's maybe not his strongest of the triathlon group. Um, he was like, I know how I know you. It's through Claire Kelly. No and way. we talked about um, Adam, right? Adam, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about how, I'm sure I've told you this, but maybe I've forgotten. But just you're talking about someone else telling your story. Like, so that's someone who was like, yeah, we just like ran a marathon with it. We had great fun. And they was able to tell me all about kind of how he viewed your passions for all that. So that, that's cool. That's right. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. Cause I knew that you were in some of the same circles, but I didn't, I didn't realize you'd actually like met him mm -hmm. for real. Well, he just like surfed us out of the water. We we're in the same lane and he was like, whoa, <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, he's class. Yeah, it wasn't graceful, but it was also like he would absolutely whip my butt on the run and his running is phenomenal. He's unreal, yeah. And he so can just go Adam, if you're listening, hi. Yeah, hi, Adam. I'm sure voice notes is right up your street. <laughs> <laughs> he could be part of the 11% of men who listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant. Sorry to interrupt you, but just when you were talking about that. that was... No, I think I was done. I it think kind I of goes done. back to the coffee shop thing um, yes. for me. So for me, it's... Yeah, what would I want? I think um, passionate, um, giving heart, uh, giving heart and like a hard worker and yes. talented. I don't know, breaking the mold a little bit for female artists. There's only like 6% of female artists, I think it is, in galleries all over the world. So maybe it would be cool to, to break that mold. I know I'm always going on about how I want to trump the the male artists but i can't even that that doesn't necessarily have to be my legacy but i would i would love people to be i don't know she gave value yeah value had a giving heart in terms of her teaching but yeah. also in her like financially giving passionate good mom i could list them all but i wish i could be as succinct as you <laughs> <laughs> i think well i think it's just one of those things that it's, it's but hard comedy as well it's always going to be like a laugh they, doesn't take yourself too serious like it has to be us yeah. really oh well, i hope so <laughs> but i think like when i think of kindness i think when i think about myself and the job that i do i think because everything i do is so personal to each person that i'm with and so private yeah. as well so depending on what type of clinic i'm doing or what patient i'm with like, i wouldn't talk out with that situation with anybody but i just when i think of individuals who who i've worked with certainly with the mnd patients that i've worked with I just think as long as I've always made them kind and made them feel happy and I've been kind towards them yeah. and they felt my kindness and that's, that's enough for me. I think it's because that's a smaller scale. But I think with you, like you're an artist, you can leave a legacy because everyone can see the work you do. So everybody's so like all our listeners listening just now, we all have different ways that we'll be remembered for what we're doing. And we all have different mm -hmm. ways that we can project ourselves out to the world and be received by the world as well like it doesn't need to be grandiose gestures gestures and you know people really having to be famous or rich or anything like that like it can just be that you've just touched 
somebody. People. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, for me, it's definitely because uh, people would say, why are you doing the blog post? Why are you doing the writing? Why are you bothering to do the, the video or the workshops? But like, it's just so much more about the whole storytelling like fun sharing of like mm-hmm. that's certainly my, my business side for me mm-hmm. yeah because I could just paint and sit in the corner and hope the world finds me but um as you say you know, I want people to feel like I've given I, I like whenever people say you're the same in person as you are on camera or things like that mm-hmm. you know for and then also for the kids I don't know what I what would I want my kids to say about me maybe that's for another time <laughs> you never shouted do you know, actually, my kids, um, the start of lockdown, um, my eldest wrote me a poem and it was really lovely. It was like, sometimes you can become coronavirus sad, which was quite cute. And sometimes I'm a little bit of a pain, but like, it was just this lovely thing about us kind of being friends and about him learning that moment, like it was cool. And how much, like the studio, because this is, I forget, this is like just part of their world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my business and my legacy and my kids and everything's all yeah intertwined i think this is the thing i think whatever people choose to do in life or their job um, or their vocation is so intrinsically part of them and it's going to be part of whatever they do i know we have social workers that listen to this one in particular who i could think of right now who no doubt is going to send me something later and go claire why did you say that and i have one thing to say to her niall horan and um but that's like you just think about the legacy that each of these people who are like key workers and such are so involved in mm-hmm. people's lives, they're never ever forgotten. And I think yeah. it's very simple to forget that we're not forgotten sometimes. You know, yeah. when you feel yeah, really small. I worked with social services, you're talking about that, and I worked with um, young uh, females who were abused, really badly abused, um, and often by family members. And I would, I never was allowed to tell them where I lived at the time I lived further away from here. And then I bumped, I bump into the mum of um, one of the girls all the time. And like, they, they still speak to me like I come into their house every week and you do. Yeah. It is that thing of just touching humans. And the same when I write a post about grief of it, I don't care if 5,000 people read it, but if one person emails and is like, like literally the other week, someone telling me they lost two family members to Corona, you know, the coronavirus and another person saying they lost their husband of three kids and how like just writing about grief just lets them know it's normal. Anyway, that, that has to be all part of it for me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny you say that because my mom was a health visitor until she retired and she loved that job, but I swear to God, we couldn't go anywhere without her meeting one of her mums. And she, yeah. like, we'd be looking at these kids or she'd be like, this is my daughter, Claire. And they go, oh, you're a baby. And I was like, and I just know my mother has told these people about me, which is visiting. Oh, about right. you, yeah. And there's like a 16 year old standing there. And mom's like, I looked after her when she was a baby. And this kid's like, oh, oh. Mary, you know, because they remembered her until she, they were four or five and went to school. And like, people still say, oh, your mom was my health minister. She was amazing. And I'm like, precious. I'm like, it's amazing. And mom goes, oh, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, it's not it's incredible that you're well that's funny you should say that talking about mums because my mum was that she trained cadets so people went into the the place for cadets so she was the trainer so like but it was all the like rock climbing um canoe kayaking like you know doing the rolls over in the water and all that you'll know all that and the canoes yeah. and everything so just all these extreme sports and everything and she was like the one that ran that and i still like i seen people in the pool like men swimming in the pool you know at the end of the of the gym and used to end up talking to them and they're like what your mom was I was taught by her in 1980 so she and they would be like this the best woman that I had doing that like just she was like heart of gold 
did anything, wasn't precious. I'm like, that is a cool thing that we're talking it's about. It's nice, Mums. isn't it? When you're just like, that's my mum. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. mine now. I remember when mum retired and people were sent, were like saying to me on Facebook, oh, I wish your mum wasn't retiring. And I, I remember thinking, well, look, she's my mum again now. Thank you. She's <laughs> mummed you all. Now I want her, but yes, you may, you may text me and ask some questions and I'll fire them over to her. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that's actually a really nice one to probably end on, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's anything on my notes here for it. Certainly, it's funny that money doesn't come into that for either of us. Happiness is over, or like just like, like I don't care for yeah. people to be like, oh, she made this and oh, she did. Like, yeah, do you know what? If I did, if I ever was to come into a lot of money, I think there's all, I have ideas about what would happen with that money, and I think I'd, I'd build care homes for certain individuals and not certain but certain groups of people um because that sounds really awful I'll say it out loud because it sounds less exclusive and um, I always thought it'd be really lovely to have like a home for people with MND and have all the mm-hmm. things that they actually need there and make it you know specifically for the ever-changing needs yeah. um so hopefully that makes me sound a little bit less mean about no, it does. things but, but it was always my thing and I, I remember thinking would I put my name on it like if I won the lottery if I won like the euro millions and I had you know 100 million would I still put my name on it? And that bothers me still. Like I asked, I asked myself the hypothetical question: Would I want my name on it? Mm. And I think part of me would just, just a little something, or maybe an insignia. And I would. No, would be like, I'm sure that was that Claire Kelly. I would because you have to think about even a bench that you sit on, and this is in memory. Now this is maybe in morbid, but you know this is a memory. I love that. Like, and sometimes I maybe I'm so like tactile. I like to kind of run my hands over and be like, oh, that's someone's. I don't know. I think yeah. it's good to be name on it. One chance at this life. It's not a rehearsal. This is true. This is true. It's not a Hamilton rehearsal. Hamilton, he was a bad... Okay, I could go on and on and then get super well. But that would mean he would call me. So maybe that would be my chance for a Broadway. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's a really important topic, though, to touch on. And I think it's good. It's probably good for me. And and I was even mentioned in my business podcast about... And I think the, these podcasts have really helped me be even more myself in my own business one mm-hmm. and not feel like I, I feel like I can be a bit more transparent and not that I'm not transparent, but uh, I do think coronavirus is definitely a time to like reset and rethink and it's good yeah. to bring this stuff to the surface. It's a reflection time for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned this week? This week I have learned, have I talked about knocking, taking down trees already? Have I spoken about this? I have, haven't I? Last week. So I'm really good at felling trees. Felling trees. I'm, I'm really good week. at it. Yeah. I have a pair of uh, chainsaw trousers. Very I know impressive. how to uh, cut a tree. I know how to put a rope on to create a good pulley system so the tree doesn't smack you it's on the head. And so kill. good. Well, well, you could probably add to that then your building of the trampoline. Oh God, the trampoline. Oh Lord. And like, any listeners here, listen, if you <laughs> can find it. it yeah. <laughs> If you can find a trampoline anywhere in the UK now, chances are you won't because I think I got the very last one. Um, it says a two-person build and a two-hour build. Seven hours and one Claire. I'll be honest, I did it. It is a mammoth of a thing. Um, I ate the full so day good. the next day of doing it, but my children have been on that thing pretty much constantly. I'd say that's getting more time than the PlayStation or Xbox or any of the thingies so yes so good yeah so yes I'm kind of kind of a badass but I don't like to brag yeah. but what about you Ali what have you learned 
Oh gosh, I, this is this is terrible. Because if this comes as a surprise to us every week, mm -hmm. like really, um, what have I learned? Oh my goodness, can I just do a little thing about my? Will this be out for my virtual art and wine? Yeah, it'll be out yes, tonight. Yes, yes, your art and wine's tonight. It's tonight. Um, it uh, has. I have learned that listening to your audience, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, will just pay off tenfold. So, um, uh, basically, sold nearly forty tickets in the first. 24 hours Amazing. so um just cool and i'm nervous about that but i'm excited so i have learned that listening to your audience stepping out of your comfort zone is uh good and we're excited me and, and two of my girlfriends yes and me and my girlfriends last night were texting like we're going to ali's thing going to ali's thing as if we can go anywhere else but i believe there might be sequins involved Oh, so. please do. I should do dress up. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us again. Remember, you can contact us on Instagram at Voice Notes Podcast. You can email us, email us at voicenotesthepodcast at gmail.com. And we have our own website, voicenotesthepodcast.com. Yeah, uh, we'd we, love to hear from you. I, I will get the YouTube. I will, I will, I will. It's we'll just everything. Like I'm even recording now and thinking, oh, I, as soon as I close this, I've got to get back to work but this has been wonderful it's just been nice seeing your face i know it's good it's good right well enjoy your day listeners thank you so much any of you that are going to be at the virtual art and wine or art and wine, let me know i would love to know that and please do feel yes. free to leave us a review because that's a really good way to get spreading the word and um yeah have a good and one tell your friends if you like us too because we like you so we'll all get we along <laughs> brilliant Take care, guys. Bye.